want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. princess yeah now that you got your lip gloss on yeah <laughs> <laughs> episode 71 uh we got a fun one today yes we do so everyone from rochester and surrounding areas knows who eric burke is mm-hmm. for them this conversation takes some twists and turns maybe even his close friends might learn something new about him that's right For the people in distant lands, Eric has been a humble icon in the metal scene for the past 30 years. That's true. Um, Some of the bands in his expansive catalog that he's either created, co-created, or just added something special to include... Take a breath. Matricor, Lethargy, Mungbean Demon, Moment of Truth, BCT, Distorted Mosquito, Brutal Truth, Nuclear Assault, Blurring, Sulaco, Calabas, As the World Burns. And that's just the tip. The iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) So let's listen in to a hilarious but informative conversation with vocalist, guitarist, drummer, and comedian Eric Burke, along with his delightful girlfriend, Aaron. Well said, my man. Eric, Aaron, thank you for coming to chat with us. Hell yeah. How you doing? (laughs) We're doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Good, good. I'm doing great. How you doing, Aaron? <laughs> What's up, baby? I want to so, hear what your high-pitched voice is like. high pitch. Yeah. I don't know if I have one. <laughs> I guess that's it. I, mean, I don't know how much high. You got to whale me in the nuts, babe. Oh, okay. I didn't put, say anything bad there. Put your shower caps on. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll just put one on so the other one gets damaged more. <laughs> You might not get any questions out. <laughs> Forgive us. Just nonsense. Yeah. We like nonsense. Yeah. Um, so we asked Danny about blurring when he was here, and he kind of filled us in on that. Yeah. But uh, can you tell us what's going on with Sulaco and when the world is going to hear the new tunes? Well, shit, we just got... Uh, uh, we just got the full thing... Uh, we have some new Slago songs that we recorded right before all the shit hit the fan. And uh, uh, then we sent them off to our buddy in Chicago to Mix and Master, who did the last two records. And we just got them back uh, like yesterday or today. So uh, we're doing a self-release. Uh, mm. We're not going to have it. It's not going to be on vinyl yet. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do a vinyl slash digital, but it's going to be just digital for the moment because the whole purpose of recording right now is because Brian's back in the band and because we have Jason, Mm -hmm. who is obviously our lead singer now. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I was really excited to get some new sounds out with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the main motivation like i know a lot of bands like to make sure they have a, a enough material for a for a full record or whatever and this and that well we had four tunes a couple of them uh 
were some demo songs that I've been fucking around with a little bit that were just like, I liked them, I didn't love them, but they were good. And then, of course, when I gave them to Chris and the guys, they made them sound better. Yeah. And uh, uh, and then there was a couple other tunes that we had that sound awesome. And uh, the five of us as a band has been like the best party that it, the band is... We've been around for 18 years now, and right now is where I've always wanted it. Where we've, I've always wanted the band to be a five piece, which mm-hmm. is kind of strange, but um, uh, I, I, I like singing, but not that much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I always just want to play guitar. I don't want anyone to look at me really. And uh, you know, lead singer is the lead guy, and I've been that in that band for a long time, and. And it's not really my thing, not just because of that, but uh, I'd rather have a vocalist just work on his voice as an instrument, you mm-hmm. know. And it was always second nature to me because I would just be working on the music, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so New Salaka will be out very soon since it's about to be done and we're just going straight to digital. Awesome. And it should be, we're going to work on like some kind of little package uh, seeing how we're not going to have a physical release. So mm-hmm. we're going to have like a shirt. The art that we have is fucking sick. And uh, we'll probably have like a new shirt. And we're talking about doing a poster for the art and uh, kind of have like a little thing like that, you know? Cool. So it'll just be on Bandcamp probably or something like that. And it's only five tracks. It's nothing It's not nothing crazy, but uh, uh, I'd rather just keep the ball rolling and, mm-hmm. and not worry about waiting. Uh, between our full lengths has been like five or six years and that's like a fucking long time because we're kind of sl- we're not we're we not warriors yeah, yeah we're not warriors we have more fun with it yeah. so mm-hmm. if we can write half a record and record it every couple years that makes more sense to me so there's always content new content coming out and we're always like recording and working towards something you know yep Rather than when it gets towards a certain amount of time, you haven't recorded in four, four and a half years or yeah. something. It's like, fuck, man, when are we going to do something? You yeah. know? So, so that's kind of where we've been at right now. And Translation Loss that put out our record uh, two years ago, they would prefer a full length. Uh, uh, but it's not going to happen. So, And they're not going to put it out either. Um uh, just because we're doing this digitally right now, and it's going to be more of our own thing. Yeah. So now, I, didn't, I didn't write any songs on this one. No, you, no, she didn't. Aaron helped uh, writing uh, with uh, probably the best song on the prize That's right. called So Be It. Uh, she wrote a bunch of numbers on a board one time up at a rehearsal spot, and uh, I wrote the whole beginning off of the numbers that she wrote, and it actually came out really fucking cool. So... Uh, that's yeah. cool so we try and give Aaron the props when uh, <laughs> that is my favorite song off yes! of that record, so. see see she's proud she's proud <laughs> I always love the shout outs too like this especially when Lon does it because when Lon gives me credit for it oh that's a big deal it's a big deal <laughs> yeah. it's a very big deal <laughs> yeah like he's come into somebody else's microphone and said uh this one's for Aaron because she wrote it or like something something along those lines and I'm oh, like yeah. Lon's giving me a shout out <laughs> Yeah, Jay will say yeah, something in the deal. mic. He'll come over into my mic and say it, and th- and that makes me look great. <laughs> but you know. But I should write some more songs, especially so you guys you can get a full length album. Like I. Also, now you're gonna push the full length. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll write them for you. All right, no, you I will. Mean, isn't she the new manager? That's right. You know, good point. Good point. She did bring that up the other day that she is the new manager. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. About. 
<laughs> I think I think all of Sulaco agreed. Actually, yeah. I, I, no one wants to deal with what we've been dealing with. Brian so, yeah. Wasn't <laughs> Brian wasn't there, but he agrees as well. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to deal with it. You can deal with the bullshit. That's fine. We don't usually have any, but there was a little bit. <laughs> so, when did you start playing, Eric? Mm. I think it was... I think I was like 14. I'm 47 now. I got an acoustic... Uh, because that's what, like, uh, I think my mom and dad were like, if you're going to play guitar, you got to learn, you know, you, oh, you got to learn on acoustics. Oh, someone just probably fucking told them that, you yeah. know? Hmm. So they, so I went to Hochstein Music School, hmm. which is, I think, a good music school, yeah. is what I was told. Yeah. And uh, the gentleman that was my teacher uh, was fucking amazing. And he was playing, like, uh, like Bach and Beethoven, and he and he had all of his fingers moving at the same time, and I was just—I remember being there, going, "I don't know why I'm here." And I was young and didn't have a clue what I was doing, you know. But I'm sitting there, and there was, and our lessons were 30 minutes long, and he would play for like 15 minutes, and I almost certain his last name was Wiesenthal, hmm. and uh, he was fucking amazing. And I think I might have even drooled one time. There's a couple weird things that I remember about these lessons. <laughs> uh -huh. But I just remember staring at him as he played. And I was just like, he's fucking... I don't know how I would ever do that. And I felt at that time like it was very intimidating. Because yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's amazing sounding. That. And you're just supposed to be showing me ding, ding, ding right, yeah, right yeah. now. You know? Yeah. So it was kind of weird. And I was put off mm -hmm. for the most, you know... Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't what I was seeing on the TV. It wasn't Eddie Van Halen, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, that was the main, that was the main thing. I wanted to rock. I didn't want to learn the basics. I didn't right. know anything yep. at the time, you know? Uh, so that might've been around like 12, 13. And then, uh, after badgering my mother for a while and getting a finger hut catalog every month in the mail, they always had a strat in there that came with an amplifier for $199. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is still what I want. This is still what I fucking want. <laughs> and one day I got it. And after that, everything changed. Then I went and took some lessons and I started learning like, uh, I learned like Crazy Train mm -hmm. and uh, You Really Got Me. Those were the first two songs I learned, you know, and um, some Metallica songs. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and then after that, it was... It, I just started picking up mostly Metallica and Slayer and mm -hmm. and uh, 86 changed everything. Like when Master of Puppets came out and Rain and Blood came out and and uh, like I was 13 then. So it was the year after that I discovered those bands. I didn't discover them right when it came out. And, yeah. and uh, uh, then I started trying to play aggressively like that, you know, where it was faster and and uh, glommed on to some older dudes that were that went to Churchville Chilai. That's where I went to school. And they had like uh, older dude bands, you know, like yeah. the fucking older teens or, or, or 20s. You know, maybe they were 20, mm -hmm. which was like, whoa. Yeah. And they were fucking rocking out. We're like, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, um, and the first time I ever smoked weed was in the dude's basement. The dude handed me a steamroller. And I never smoked one before. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And I grabbed it. And I tried hitting it. 
and obviously a steamroller's got a big hole in the back. Yeah, I didn't know that, so I'm hitting it, and they're all fucking laughing at it. No, you got to do that, you know? And I put my hand over it, and then I almost died because there was smoke coming out of every hole in my head, you know? And they all just laugh, oh, that's a dumb kid that just, you know? And So it was a total moment, but we used to go watch them play, and uh, and and that's kind of how it went. My first band was, was a lot of cover songs like Metallica and Slayer and, you know, all the fucking good shit, you know? And and uh uh yeah i guess that's that's where it all took off and and my first real band was i think i was 16 or 17 and mm-hmm. and we played uh a, a comic book shop in brockport at mm. midnight for midnight madness like oh, where cool. all this sh- all the stores on the strip in brockport uh opened up at midnight and had mm. like sales and whatever and my drummer's girlfriend's mom owned a comic store and she's like, "Do you guys want to play for the first time?" You know, and we're, that's Fuck cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, comic book was it was jammed with people. We played like a couple Slayer songs, a couple nice. Metallica songs, and it was fucking amazing. It was awesome. It was the first show. The second show we played was a, a Hilton middle school dance in, <laughs> in a fucking in a Hilton gymnasium, and it was like we played a bunch of weird songs and and. Uh, we wrote a couple original songs, but it was mostly covers, you know, the first band. Mm-hmm. So. You can't you can't read music. So when you were that young, were you playing just by listening? To yeah, it? yeah. Because a lot of things are just power chords, you know, like all that Metallica stuff. There's some notey stuff here and there, but you know, mm-hmm. everything's based around a fucking yeah. They they kind of all write their riffs around a certain area, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you can figure that shit out. I mean, it it didn't seem too hard back then i was way more i was way more determined you know i mean when Mm. you're a kid and you're starting to play guitar you just sit in your fucking room Mm. and stare at your guitar and you play the song forty-eight thousand times you know yeah so you kind of dial it in these days i don't really have the patience but yeah uh, you don't need it i've seen you just like listen to something and play on the guitar eh, a little bits here and there but but i yeah but i wish i kind of wish i had that uh some of that knowledge though like i don't know like when I jam with Danny, Danny's like, "Oh, that shit's in that that shit's in C sharp." I was like, "I don't know what the fuck that means, dude." I was like, <laughs> just- "He's teaching me that for the bass, like, and, like, and it's like brutal, but I get it because like he'll be like he'll pull something on the screen and he'll be like, "Okay, play it." See, because he's I don't like, have see I don't have that I don't have that play it and you'll get burped. Yeah. <laughs> hey now, see, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's motivation. <laughs> So yeah. was was this before Metricore? This was yes, because before Metricore we were called MOA, mm-hmm. the Mercenaries of Anarchy. Okay, and we were a three piece, and then and we were more thrashy, and we did kind of more. We did a lot of covers, a couple originals, and then we switched gears when like. 90 came around and like obituary came out and mm-hmm. deicide came mm-hmm. out and morbid angel came out mm-hmm. and like things switch gears huge into that thing our our bass player singer wally um was doing more of a thrashy voice for a while and then when shit got brutal we got brutal he all of a sudden pulled out this deep voice John's drumming got way more aggressive and got way more death metal. My style got way more death metal, and mm-hmm. I started singing, and my mm-hmm. voice was a little more in the early Chris Barnes range. Mm-hmm. It was more deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were a four-piece for a minute, but then we went to a three-piece, and we started getting a little more technical. 
you know, we'd have a song that would have like 10 riffs that would just go all the way through and mm-hmm. we never repeated anything or, and that was just kind of our thing, I guess. Um, uh, and that was more matricore and it was more evil, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we weren't really evil, but a lot of Wally's lyrics were fucking insane and, mm-hmm. and they were kind of evil stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, we listened to the Hubby Hole podcast with your interview, which was great. But oh yeah, with uh, uh, with Will, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a great podcast. We like that podcast. Yeah, and I, I thought it was funny that because I can relate to this certain music freaking you out as a younger younger kid. And, um, you mentioned um, DS like the first side was oh kind, yeah, kind of because of all the satanic stuff. But, oh, it was intimidating but, as fuck. It scared me, but it, but I loved it. That drew you in, right? Yeah, yeah, I would be on the school bus going, I love this. I'm screaming Blasphirion, and I'm screaming these words <laughs> that I don't really know what they any of them uh-huh. mean, <laughs> but I'm I'm saying Satan. I mean, I don't, I don't have an evil bone in my body, mm. but that fucking album is perfect, mm. and it's great. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. So I thought it was... I thought it was funny that you mentioned that that came out in like 90, I think. the first. I think it was 90. Yeah. And then then the following year, the second Matricar came out with with the great title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was Wally's title. It wasn't really, that wasn't really mine, but we just stuck with it for shock value, you know? That's amusing. Can can you say it or no? Because I don't know what it is. I was like, it's I called- read it out loud, and he just like started to giggle because yeah. I was like, "What is I want?" And <laughs> it's called. It's, it's really called. I want to go where Jesus is. And there's more to it. Yeah, I was say, "What's so bad?" <laughs> well, it's I want to go where Jesus is, and fuck his rotting corpse. Oh, yeah. So it's not really mom appropriate. I was just about to say my yeah, mom. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was in, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have anything because it was more Wally's thing. Yeah, like okay. any of the any of the songs or lyrics or imagery or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much Wally was the artist in the band, and me and John worked on a majority of the music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, does it make you uncomfortable now? No, no way. <laughs> no, religion is is hilarious to me. So saying that now, and if someone got a rise out of it, I. I yeah. So be it. I mean, I, it's it's all silly. So, so be it. <laughs> Here we go. She's gonna take credit for that one. <laughs> but yeah, getting a rise on any of that shit, it doesn't matter. Religion's silly, and mm-hmm. I, I don't like any of that stuff. I don't. You know, it's a to each his own thing. As long as you're not being vicious or mm-hmm. or vicious, that's don't be not, an asshole. Don't be malicious. Yeah, yeah. You can have genuine faith and and do your own thing and be fine. Yeah. But as soon as you start throwing shit it. in to you, yeah, 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 to gain something, it's that's when you're full of shit. And a lot of people are full of shit, so it's yeah, kind of hard to believe. Right? <laughs> yeah. you know? So do you would you say Eddie Van Halen initially inspired you to start playing, or was it? A, a he's, bunch of people. He's a big one. Yeah. That was for me, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I saw the Unchained video, and he was on stage, and there was 4,000 speakers on the stage, and he's jumping around, and mm-hmm. and Unchained, the riff is perfect, mm-hmm. the tone is perfect, his leads are perfect, everything was perfect. Uh, uh, 
it's probably like Eddie Van Halen and then uh and then a couple of the other dudes like uh Warren D Martini from Rat mm-hmm. and uh Brad Gillis from Night Ranger when the White Snake record came out John Sykes mm-hmm. recorded that mm-hmm. uh his playing on that it's amazing mm-hmm. uh so it's probably a little bit of all of them but a lot of it is more Eddie mm-hmm. yeah 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 some of that slippery that slippery shit that he does where it's just a little fucking you know it's yep. a little off the yeah he's he's still the best yeah i agree still one of my favorites yep that old stuff um what do you remember what the first like underground metal record or tape that you bought was well how do you mean by underground you mean underground like uh, I mean, there's like tons of local bands that were all putting out demos, demos and shit. And, you know, I mean, I was a big, back in the day, we knew every local band, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was a metal band. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, there was like five or something, you know, and then mm-hmm. there was a couple of hardcore bands. And so we all knew each other and we all knew when someone was putting out a demo, you know, so we're, I, I remember next to my bed, I used to have stacks of the fucking demos because mm-hmm. i had an alarm clock that had a tape player and i was always pumping demos all the time um so that's that's i i i wouldn't even know can't say yeah, yeah yeah i can't say but i mean a lot of them a lot my scene was everything around here and everything in buffalo and everything in new jersey mm-hmm. uh because we discovered um human remains mm-hmm. When they put out their first demo from my buddy Bill Lander, who plays in Order of the Dead, mm-hmm. and he came up with their first demo because Bill was managing Matricor and said, uh, check out this fucking demo I got. Mm-hmm. And he fucking popped the, his escort back and he played it in the parking lot. And we all just skanked around his car while Human Remains played. And it was the greatest demo we ever heard. Mm-hmm. Because most demos kind of sound like shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like production-wise, you know? Yeah. And those guys went, if I'm not mistaken, they went to Tracks East, which was the studio we knew about back then because that was where all the cool sounds were coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they were just amazing. And, and uh, so we had their demo and then another band that was from down there called Time's Up. Mm-hmm. And they were more of kind of like a hardcore mm-hmm. version of what Human Remains was, not as grindy. But they had a similar kind of groove and noise factor, you know. And yeah. and uh, uh, I would say that like those bands, and then when Ripping Corpse put out their album, it was kind of all around, you know, maybe not that same year, but around the same Close, fucking right? time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if anything, I would say that the tapes that I got out of the bands in New Jersey were the ones that actually paved the way for the shit that I play. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. there are some other bands too, like Death. Mm-hmm. And those old school bands like Trey and It Is Morbid Angel stuff, yeah. I, it, it's a big influence. But um, that New Jersey shit was the stuff that uh, started paving the way for lethargy, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it was cool. You can definitely hear a lot of that in the lethargy. Yeah, sound. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, I don't know, there's that, you know, that one fucking three finger noise chord that those guys were, I was like, oh, what's that? You know, and mm-hmm. then we used it all the time. So it was like, <laughs> and I'm not saying they invented it, but they sure made it sound good, you yeah, know? So, yeah. uh, so we, we latched right onto it. Not pretty. All of you are very pretty. <laughs> Please don't do this. 
That was Lethargy's Erased off of It's Hard to Write with a Little Hand. So you mentioned on Heavy Hole, I think you were saying that you kind of tried to do some new songs with the Matricore guys like a while ago, and it didn't really happen. Is that uh, still a possibility? or We haven't talked about it since we got robbed. Yeah, I mean, we... We were we didn't we weren't setting out to do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. We were gonna we were gonna relearn a couple tunes and then we were gonna write a couple tunes mm-hmm. and then we were just gonna re record those older songs and then record a couple newer ones. And we got together a couple times and then and the older songs sounded fucking sick. Mm-hmm. John just came up and fucking banged them out and Wally was doing them and like the end of Pratt we only jammed a couple times, it was great. And then our room got robbed and some of the shit that got robbed was Wally's. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I felt horrible, yeah, because yeah. I had been in that room for a while. So 
that literally kind of squashed the whole momentum. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it never, it never amounted to anything. It, mm-hmm. And it was great too because I loved catching up with those two guys, and mm-hmm. and I haven't seen them in a while, and and uh, uh, and I love them, but uh, it just yeah, it just squashed the momentum, and, and then we just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a decision like we talked. Ah, oh, let's fuck it, you know. Like literally, we got like robbed, and thing. it was like fuck, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. And that was it. Yeah, it's it spoke for itself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that at Cosmic? Or no, it no. was at the Federer. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I know the, the robberies at Cosmic were an issue for... Yeah, you know, I've been robbed there once, too. A lot of people have. Yeah, been. yeah, they have. Fortunately. Yep. Um, so how... One, one thing that when I see you doing vocals and guitar and drumming, like how do you keep all this straight in your head throughout like all these... Playing with all these different bands. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> you just do? Fuck, that's a shitty-ass answer, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. No. I just... Uh, I don't know. I just think I'm determined. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know? I'm just determined to learn what the guys want to throw at me, you know? And then uh, with drumming, mm-hmm. playing and blurring, uh, Scott and Matt are crazy, and they write crazy shit. So it keeps me on my toes because I blurring's a guitar band. It's not a, you know, it's not the riffs in that band are fucking amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love them. So I'm just trying to keep up. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. So my skills that are, as a drummer, they're okay. They're not as good as they used to be. Like from my old band when I was playing in Calabas, my drumming was much better back then. Uh, I used to be able to do it a little more effortless. Lee. Yeah. Is that the word? Effortlessly. Yeah. And these days it, it kicks my ass a little more, you know, to be fucking grinding and shit. But uh, uh, as long as I get enough practice, this is it's all right. But mm-hmm. um, I don't even remember what the question was. You know what he practices <laughs> doing at home, and I love when he when he does it is like he'll play like R and B or rap. Songs, oh yeah. Or mm-hmm. he plays the electric drums to the songs, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like. That's my jaw cool. is just like usually on the floor. That it's a good way to practice. I practice to to R and B all the time because cool. I listen to a lot of R and B. I love metal and grind and shit, but a lot of it's gay. R and B is my favorite. I love love songs and I love. Uh, I'm a big pussy, so like I love all that shit. Like R Kelly, you've you've played R Kelly "Throw Money on Me," which by the way is a perfect stripper song. It is. <laughs> well, yeah. It's so a, if you're ever going to be it's a, a stripper, strip club song. that's a strip club song. But Eric played the drums to it one time and I was like... That's fun. Any song that comes on, he'll just put like his phone on a random playlist and any song that comes on, he just starts playing the drums to it and I'm just... I don't, a, lot, a lot of those songs just like it. playing to a click, you know, because it's all just playing along to a drum machine, you know. Don't downplay it though. Uh, he's he is downplaying it. Is. It's, it's very nothing. modest. There's nothing it's, to it. It's just crazy. <laughs> There's nothing to it. But Joe, I love Joe to see, and I love all that shit. So that's that's just my thing. Like, uh, I, and then playing metal drums over it, it it helps me with my, with my timing and shit, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't fuck up with that. You can't go off a drum machine mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you fuck up then you, then you suck we were, <laughs> we were listening to that right before you came what's that uh jodeci yeah. freaking you or whatever that's freaking song you is. you're fucking right you're fucking right we saw casey and jojo they were from jodeci yeah, yeah yeah don't get me started we love don't. going to r&b shows oh, that's, that's my shit man jodeci drew hill 
Ah, oh, it's so good. We have a couple questions Black about Street. that. We'll, we'll what get about to like in a S- what minutes. about like the women groups or though? No. Like SWV, SWV, Stilo. Yeah. Oh, you want to get down? <laughs> don't don't get me started. Oh no, that's seven hundred two is Stilo. What uh, about three LW? <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's like from the nineties. I was alive then. Yeah, <laughs> What's three LW? Three Little Women. It's like <laughs> I don't listen to Three Little Women. What the? Oh, fuck? We're gonna have to play that later. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be the, the show closer. They had like one hit that was on like TRL. And, uh... Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, let's get that one. <laughs> All right, let's rinse the R. Kelly off and listen to a blurring song. <laughs> this is the devil I know. Yeah. 
So have you been in a band ever since you started playing? Like some band? Like straight through? Or did you... Ha- I know you've switched bands, but have you taken a break from music at all? No. No? no. You got to do it? Yeah. Always, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the 90s, a lot of it was... You know, it started with Matricore in the early mm-hmm. part, and then uh, I got together with Braun. I think it was in '92, mm-hmm. and we started working on Lethargy stuff. And uh, and then during Lethargy, uh, I drummed in my first band called Minority, mm-hmm. which was uh, uh, my buddy Dan and Aaron, who were in the band Slave One, and uh, Adam, who played bass in Lethargy. He sang. It was kind of like a generic hardcore band that that ripped off Clutch. Mm-hmm. Clutch it was just coming out around that time, and we loved the first two records. And mm-hmm. we were robbing riffs from them, and we were making them a little more hardcore sounding. And we wrote I don't know six or eight tunes or something. We might have played a show or two. Uh, so Lethargy was going while Minority was going, and then. Uh, I think I think the better question is: have, Oh have shit! You, here we go. Have you ever been in one band only? Have you always been <laughs> oh, that's in multiple a good one. bands? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think it's always been a few. Yeah, yeah. And then Salako was in two thousand two, and I joined Nuclear Assault in two thousand two, and I think I got kicked out of Calabas in two thousand two. <laughs> I didn't know you got kicked out of that. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I mean, we were gonna quit anyway, but I think I got kicked out because I joined Nuclear Assault. That's like that's like what you say in a job. I was gonna quit anyways, but I got fired. <laughs> yeah, but if uh, I I get that, and I believe what you just said, but it, it was it was at its wits end. Do you think that? And this this comes from the heavy hole again. Um, I didn't see it this way as a fan but it seemed like you you as the artist um kind of thought that maybe lethargy wasn't appreciated as much when you were in it as as after the fact well that's uh we had a good following here in town Mm -hmm. you have well well that's the thing (laughs) Back then, it was it was weird. It was weird, you know. Like uh, when we first started, it wasn't. It built up a little bit, and then we started playing shows with different kinds of bands in town. And I brought that up, I think, on there too. We started playing with bands like Big Hair and shit, mm-hmm. and yeah. then uh, so we we're playing in front of uh, m- many more people because they were the band in town, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I just feel like we didn't get a chance to, you know, to do what really what I wanted to do, you know, Mm -hmm. which was just to get out of town a little more Mm -hmm. and play some more, you know, like when Braun and Bill joined Today is the Day, they got a taste of what was awesome, you know, Mm -hmm. they were able to write, record a record and then go fucking support it mm-hmm. and 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 those guys are road warriors mm-hmm. like they did that and they were like this is what we want to do and then when they came home and we finished the lethargy shit it was uh they already had plans to go to atlanta and rightfully so obviously yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh and 
Braun talked to me that last show that day. He's like, you should come down to Atlanta. And I was like, why? What's the big deal? I don't know. What's it, What the fuck's in Atlanta, you know? <laughs> I don't know. The internet's kicking now. What's, oh, we can do whatever we want, wherever we want. Mm-hmm. But those guys, those guys were on a mission. And, and they fucking did it. Uh, I wasn't ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's the second time I got asked to leave and I didn't leave. When I was 18 and Lethargy first started, uh, 19, uh, the dudes in Cannibal asked me to play with them. Mm. Uh, right when, I think it was the fourth record, and Lethargy, they asked me the first show that Lethargy played in Buffalo. And we were really pumped off the first show. And I was like, oh, man. I fucking love Cannibal Court. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's not... I love that band, but I don't know if I could play that band. You know? Yeah. Like, play that that brutal shit, you know? Uh, I'm a little light in the pants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could be that brutal. So I, was, I don't know. I fucking... It was intimidating, too, you know? But... At the same time, I was way more high off what just happened in my lethargy set, you know, yeah. off the shit that I wrote. Like, I've always just been high off that. If if I can present my riffs to anyone, that's the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the first Brutal Truth came out that, that I wrote with them. That was the first time my shit's ever been around the world, you know? And mm-hmm. that was the, one of the most important moments of my life. It was fucking awesome. I didn't mean to derail, but oh. yeah. It's an open forum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have do you have any regrets musically? I've had people ask me that about the Macedon thing too. No. No. That's good. I don't because I like touring, but I don't I could never do it like they do it. I like uh I like family and friends mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not saying they don't. I just like the time. Yeah. I don't like. I like being the dictator of my own time. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. I would have a hard time if I knew something was coming up in a couple months, but I had to take off to go on tour for two and a half months. Like that would fucking kill me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would really be battling with that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. Because stuff at home is more important to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But. I don't know because I've never, you know, I've never had that. When I joined Nuke, it gave me the opportunity to tour a little bit, you know. Uh, Slaco did one big tour and Calabas did one big tour. Uh, but playing with Nuke and then when I joined Brutal, like, I was able to get into a little more of a routine of it, yeah. you know. And, and, and it wasn't that they were long, but it'd be, you know, maybe a week here and then a couple months, a couple weeks there. And it was like a, a steady thing for a while and it was really cool. Um you had a uh, long tour with Nuke 2015, well, the last assault. Well, it was supposed quotation. to be the final assault, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't really... Well, you were gone for like six weeks. It was it was all summer, yeah. It was like That's six or seven. Time. It was six or seven. Yeah. I think it was six weeks in Europe and then two weeks in South America. Yeah, and I remember Jack and I were like... We missed you so much. But, yeah. And you missed us towards that. Towards the, I'm sure in the beginning too, but towards the end. Well, yeah, it was a like, tough I'm tour. Ready to come home. It too. wasn't all a party. It was tough. Yeah. Love yeah. it, but at the same time, like he, he gets homesick very easily. I get homesick easy. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't take long. I, a week. I'm good with a week. If I could do a weekend, a weekend. 
I'm, I'm go with that because then I'm ready to come home. Mm. And not that I'm sick of my boys or anything like that. I just like to sit on the couch in the same place that I say and stare at the same spot at the wall. Right. Like it doesn't, you know, I want to pick comfort. up my guitar. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. the comfort. Yeah. yeah. I don't like hanging out in hotel rooms all the time. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> you get that. Yeah. Not so much for touring, but. No. I used to travel for work and I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, so we have a, a listener question. Um. They're asking if there's any chance of a mung bean or lethargy one-off show. Oh, man. <laughs> Who asked that? A listener. <laughs> the, I love that guy. The uh, bot. Yeah, the bot. <laughs> uh, we've, been trying, we've been trying to get a lethargy thing going for, I tell you, I've talked to those two clowns down there multiple times. And... Um, it, it, it I kind of gave I gave up on it a bit ago, uh, but it's funny because it'll be every now and then, and I'll hear from Bill or something because I think maybe they might have some downtime, you know, mm-hmm. or he'll be like, "Yo, man, we should we should do this again," you know, and this and that, and I mean, there was a there was a point where Bill was coming over to my apartment and we were going over riffs again and and doing all that and um. But you know those the, those guys are bit you know they're fucking they're war they're busy you know they got a lot going on down there so I don't uh, I don't hold my breath as far as mung bean uh, I would love that uh, it, it just as much because when I joined mung bean when lethargy was dead uh, that was fucking awesome mm. uh, everyone in that band is amazing and uh, and it was great because I didn't have to sing mm-hmm. I was just able to rock out yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Andrew lives in Atlanta right now. He's talked about relocating, but you know, the, half the world's dying for, and and so that's not happening yet. Uh, uh, back here, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. talked about moving back up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's been uh, he's been drumming with Nuclear Assault right now too, and uh, he's been doing great. So it's been cool jamming with him again, but. Uh, Oh, I'm not supposed to eat this when I'm talking. Huh? That's okay. Do whatever That's you want. Right. <laughs> I mean, you are Eric Burke, so AS, you do whatever a, you want. ASMR. <laughs> this is ASMR popcorn. That popcorn does sound stale. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it tastes like dicks. dicks. Not that I know what that tastes like, right, babe? No, babe, calm down. You do. Babe. I'll spill all your dirty <laughs> You can spill whatever you want. It's false news. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we move on from here? How about some midget from Mung Bean Demon?
Straight to the gutter, baby. <laughs> so, out of all the places you've been, like touring and stuff, what what left the biggest impression on you? Would you say? Mm. I don't know about biggest, but it's everywhere that's not in this country because mm. <laughs> it's we, just it's just so different. We hear that over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, I would say anyone that's never left here. I mean, I know no one can get into a country right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, going to Europe, um, the people there are just... I can't even explain it. There's just a way of... There's just this comfort in the soul that's there or something. I can't even really explain it. But it's just the way that people treat each other and the way that things are moving in life. Like, everything's just going. Whereas... Here in the states, people might be looking at each other and like, "Oh man, that guy's got a fucking weird shirt on." It's you know, or oh, that girl's look at her hair; it's, she's got headphones on. You know, like someone's criticizing something over everything. You know, nice or, weird shirt, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have headphones on. I have a weird shirt. Yeah, look at look at your shirt, dude. But but that's like like there's just like I don't know like people are just mad. You know, like yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. I mean the one main the one main thing that i really realized was the first time i went to europe it was 2003 with nuke and when whole experience it was amazing and then right when you fly back in and you get into newark or laguardia or whatever fucking shitty ass airport it is probably newark and probably (laughs) and you know someone's standing over there everyone get in this fucking line over you know like people are yelling people are upset people are angry and it's just like I didn't experience that for the last three yes. weeks. I was just Calm in down. Europe, and we were we took flights, we took random shits in here and there, but it just seems that everywhere else is just has their shit together, mm-hmm. and and this country just gets off on saying it's the best country, which is the weirdest. Mm-hmm. How about just chill? You know, yeah. it's like such a weird thing. You know, I went to I went to Sweden with Nuke. What year? Five years ago, 2015. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. We had been together for a year. It was a year, yeah. And I grew up, I'm like country music by heart. Love country music. Mm. And so Eric was my first experience with like real metal music. 
Damn right, it's real. <laughs> I like I your air quotes. Oh, I yeah. well, because everyone's like, oh, I've listened to metal before, oh, like Linkin Park. And I'm like, no, this is different than what like, we That's thought true, yeah. metal music was. Yeah. Everyone thinks metal's Linkin Park, I know. Yeah, where, I, where I'm from, like, I didn't, we don't know what metal music is. And I'm like, I'm like playing Nuke and I'm playing Sulaco for these people. And I'm like, that's, that's my boyfriend. And they're like, what? <laughs> what kind of music is that? I'm like, this, this is metal. This is like not stuff that you hear on the radio mm-hmm. and stuff. Damn but when right. we went to Sweden, it was like one of the best. Like, we want to move to Sweden. I go there in a minute. It yeah. was so fun. Everyone at the metal show like loved everyone. So here I am, this country girl, and I'm in Sweden, and everyone's like jamming out to the same metal music, and they're doing whatever these are called. They run around in a circle. They're jamming their heads. Oh yeah, yeah, what doing a circle pit. Yes, they're doing the circle pit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then I meet this guy who's wearing like this blue sling with his. Oh, yeah, it's dong. Yeah, yeah, and like nobody cares what anyone's no, doing. That's there. the thing. Yeah, everyone's loving everyone, and like I remember I was texting my mom, and we were Facebook. Ma- actually, we were Facebook mes- messaging. So I don't get service in Sweden. But we, she was like, are you having fun? I'm like, I'm having the best time of my life with these metal heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so much fun. Yeah, everyone's stoked. Oh, my gosh. It, we talked about that trip, and it was it was one of yeah, it was killer. the best. South America's like that, too. The people down in South America, I feel, have the biggest hearts. Yeah, you talk about as South far, America a lot. As far as metal, like people in Europe live and die by metal, but South Americans are just, it's, it's tenfold. It's just uh it, it it can almost bring a tear to your eye like how fucking much they love it it's they're very passionate yes yeah. yes i've met and i've met some amazing people down there we were down there last year we went down twice and in april we did i don't know a bunch of shows in brazil and then in uh september or whenever it was we went back and did uh some in in some of the other countries and it it was is the best time I ever fucking had. Like the pe- it's people are so friendly, not yeah. from the U.S. Because I met those two girls when we went to yeah, yeah. Maryland Death Fest. Yep. And they were from oh I don't know Chile or South America. And he was telling me about these two. Oh, there are these two girls I met on tour. And of course, as his girlfriend, I'm like making this face. Like mm-hmm, you met two girls. On tour, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> hey, hanging out with chicks. <laughs> and, and then I meet these girls at Maryland Death Fest in Sulaco and they were so nice. Oh yeah, they were awesome. Exactly. And I and I was like, oh, these are like, <laughs> everyone's just so nice. Well, yeah, they're yeah. not they're not looking trying to steal anyone. They <laughs> no. just like metal. Yeah. That's all. They like metal. Yeah. That's all right. But I'm, I just, I just think everyone not from the U.S. is. <laughs> well, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. And here we sit. I know. No, there are nice people in the U.S. We have, we have but... each other. You know? <laughs> yeah. We have each other. <laughs> it's just it's just a different it's a different world mm-hmm. when you travel overseas or down. I've been wanting to go with you to South America because he comes back from those trips and that's all he talks about is how the crowd is like amazing. And I want to yeah, that just meeting him. Like that's my favorite going yeah. into the crowd and talking to people like. Uh, that's mine and John's thing. Like we'll get done playing, and um, me and John will uh, pack up our shit super fast, and then go right into the crowd. And uh, people, uh, people there just love that. You know, like they want your guitar picks, they want to hang out, yeah. they want to fucking take a picture, they mm. want to do all this and that. And and it's it's such a warm, it, 
it's pretty fucking awesome yeah yeah yeah. it makes it so fucking worth it like that's the that's the part of playing that it that makes my dream come true you know like it would be a dream to do it you know to produce or make music and and obviously live off it Mm -hmm. but i feel like my dream i've i've accomplished it because i my biggest thing is that I wanted to get to parts of the world that I didn't never thought I would be able to. Yeah. And there's still a few that I haven't. But uh playing in Europe and in South America and Japan, I've met some fucking beautiful, awesome people and and fans of the bands and and it's uh, uh I was going to say you haven't mentioned Japan, but that uh, that you've mentioned to me that trip. Japan's that, fucking amazing, yeah. That you had a great time and yeah. that you would love to go back there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice. <laughs> It'd be nice. <laughs> Hopefully someday. Hopefully someday we'll go somewhere. Fuck. I know. You know. I know. Someone will let us back in. But I. But I think I was talking about this earlier. We got off the plane in Denmark, and there are people like lined up for Salako's autograph, and that was also my first time experiencing like. Nuke. Did, what did I say, Salako? Yeah. Oh, nuke. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I haven't seen anyone line up for a Salako that autograph. Might, that might have a Salako too, though. <laughs> but yeah, people were lined up in Denmark for nukes. Their signature, their autograph signatures, whatever. But I remember, like, I, it's Eric. Like, <laughs> the fuck they want that for? Yeah, and exactly. Then we, were, we had. I remember too. We were at a show in Massachusetts with Nuke, and they had an hour lined up for autographs oh, yeah. too. And Jack was with us. And Jack, I, what year was this? This was. That had to be the first. It was probably the same year. It was probably fifteen. So he was. We we're busy that year. Yeah, so he was what, eight? Oh, he was young. Almost five years ago. So he was uh, seven. seven. Yeah, he was seven. And I remember he was sitting on my lap, and everyone was lined up. And I go, Jack, do you know why all these people are lined up right now? And he goes, No. And I go, They all want your dad's signature. And he goes, What's a signature? And I go, His. They want him to sign his name on their on their stuff that they brought him. And he goes, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why would they want that? I was like, I don't know. I don't. Your dad doesn't know either. (laughs) This is just part of what I signed up for. It's just funny because, like, Eric is Eric to us, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's just. That's like like one of my favorite stories about Jack. It is funny, yeah. Why? Why the fuck would you want that? (laughs) Very true, boys. Very true. He's probably thinking, how can I sell my dad's autograph? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Now he is, I'm sure. Dad, will you sign this? Why? Put Don't on, worry about it. Put on TikTok. <laughs> shit. They get him to talk to me. Kid doesn't say shit anymore. Well, Fucking he, 12. He does like metal music. He does like metal. That is true. What does he listen to? His favorite band right now is Fit for an Autopsy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And he's got me into him. So I like those last two records. They're pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. And he did backups on that thing. So, I know. Yeah. And his voice sounds sick. Because the last time yeah. he did backups was four years ago on a song called Balls that we recorded. And his voice is just, <laughs> it just sounds like a little kid. He goes, Balls! <laughs> Instead of, you know, on that recorder I gave you guys, you know, he's all like, uh, uh. And back then he's just like, Balls! <laughs> Like, uh, that's not really brutal, but it's kind of it's kind of brutal, it, just in a different way, you know. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's great. That distorted mosquito. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we yeah, love we it. really like that stuff. Yeah, I like it too. Thank yeah. you. Do you have more plans for? Yeah, I mean, a couple of those songs. I want to. Uh, what I, I like how Aaron's like. Yep. 
What? Yeah, what are, what's your plan? <laughs> my, my band is going to go against oh, your band. Oh, that's right. Uh, Distorted Mosquito against, uh, what is it? Destroyed Butterfly? Something like, something with the butterfly <laughs> being destroyed. It was something, yeah, it was something. I don't know. Yeah, it's falling flat. But yeah, I'm going to come up with a band and we're going to... Don't call it that, though. That sounds like a really sad, like, tramp stamp tattoo know, or something. It, but it was, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I, I like that. I can't remember the name of it, but it made me think of, like, a bunch of butterflies attacking you. Huh. But I don't remember. Anyway, sorry. I don't know. That's all right. As you were. Yeah, as you were. <laughs> as you were, ma'am. I, I don't even know where we... Oh, the, 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 Distorted Mosquito. Yeah. Plans oh, for yeah, the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned like making it like collaborative, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Brian will always be involved because my, uh, well, because he's awesome, and because uh, his lead, his lead playing is, it's aw- mind blowing. It's yeah, it's awesome, and and the fact that like those leads that he did on that recording, like he just came up and he didn't know what he was doing. Like uh, he had a guitar plugged in, ready to go, and and then we just went through it. And I was doing vocals, and I wasn't sure what he was going to do. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do either. But there were parts, wherever I was uncertain, I was like, Brian, how about you just do a lead there? And then he fucked around. He went, you know, me to me, me to me. And then he's like, all right, hold on. And then he did it. And I'm like, that's (laughs) fucking perfect. You know, and like, it would take him a second to do it. But it was, it was right on the money. And it's really what i wanted you know like i wanted some nice feeling some mm-hmm. good flavor mm-hmm. like he did a lead on the, the one one beginning that's real slow and um uh yeah you know brian he fucking play everything i love that guy yeah um but uh and then chris did a little bit too and i always try and keep the boys just you know i don't want to do it all myself yeah. so mm-hmm. uh I did it like that forever. And now it's kind of changing. Like when I was calling a BCT, it was way more grind oriented and I still want to have some fast shit, but I kind of want to mix it up just with all the little shit that I like, you know? Of course. So why not? Yeah. So it'll be a little different as it goes on. And who knows what it'll be. I don't know. All right. Let's listen to track four from the distorted mosquito recordings. And then after that, we're going to hear the brutal and beautiful BCT song, Balls.
Does Jack have uh, any prospect of his own band? Mm, no, he. Mm. Yeah, his his whole thing now is just video games and mm. not listening to dad. Yeah. He played the tuba for a little bit. Well, he did play the tuba <laughs> and he fucking hated it. It was funny though. I have this video and it's really funny where he's playing it really bad in our living room and I'm coming down the <laughs> stairs like video recording like my feet stepping on the stairs, coming downstairs, and then I go up and I, it shows him. And he's got this big giant thing, and he's little. And then all of a sudden, he drops it on the ground. And, oh yeah! And he looks up at me and goes, "It's okay." <laughs> How are you gonna break a fucking tuba, you know? And that's about as musically yeah, inclined he as he gets. Yeah, he didn't get into the tuba. He did oh, it for yeah. a year and got rid of it. He's still young. You got you got your first guitar when you were fourteen. No, he's no, twelve. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got two years. He ha- he has been interested in the drums a little. A bit little here bit. A little bit. Yeah. I'll be pushing him into something here eventually. I'm giving. I'm just giving him a little bit of time. I just think about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking about my age when I got into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Your nephew, though. Uh, yeah, I have a nephew that has. Uh, Whatever multiple, you got. <laughs> no, but he has multiple talents. Um, well, you do too. Don't he, say no. No, but this this kid is. Uh. uh He's he's doing the same thing I was doing when he first started playing guitar. He's learning all of the old school Metallica songs. He's mm-hmm. not learning. Uh, he might be learning a couple of the new ones, but it's he's very much into the first three, four records. Nice. He's got an old soul. You know, I, I hold Sage sixteen now, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. He's not driving. The kid can shred. Nice. He 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 started playing keyboard off learning on YouTube, and then he started playing guitar. And I think was learning some shit off YouTube and uh, learned how to play Master of Puppets in just a couple months. And he was playing it kind of rough, but his down picking was so precise. I was like, how? I'm like, watch him going. (laughs) I think he's going to dial this in really fast. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see him play for a little bit. And then we got together. And this kid was running through fucking Metallica songs. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And this is like in under a year. Yeah. And he's just, the kid's determined. That's cool. And he also can sing. He's pitch perfect. I've seen him at his plays that he does for his school. And, uh, and he's entertaining the, the fucking kid. He plays piano. He played it. One of his things too. He's, he's a fucking triple threat. He's, he's killer. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really pumped for him. Uh, uh, Jack, I'm gonna definitely get it into his into his head. I'm just giving him a minute. He's he's really he's into still it. really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I think he'll like it too, especially because he's getting into metal music now. So. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's into the grooves and shit too. Like he's like, Dad, that one fifth for an autopsy song. He's like, that one part, that riff, man, that riff. And I'm like, <laughs> just hearing him say that that riff, I'm like, you're fucking right, dude. It is that riff, and that's yeah. the part. That's the part. So it's cool. It's cool. He'll find his way. Yeah. Oh, and he loves being VIP back at Eric's shows. Oh, like, yeah. He's like, Dad, are we going to be, when he was younger at least, he's like, Dad, are we VIP tonight? <laughs> like, we can go backstage. Walk around out back. That's cute. He loves yeah. Oh, he loves on it. Stage. He staged over. Yeah, he staged over Nuclear Assault. Uh, was it last year or the year before? It was two years ago. It might have been two years. Yeah, it's on YouTube. We were playing at St. Vitus in New York. Nice. And he's sitting behind my amp. That's fucking. He's sitting behind my amp and. 
And all of a sudden, we're finishing a song, and he's standing next to me on stage. And I'm like, Oh, he's feeling it. I'm like, you're, Yeah, he's, he's getting primed. I didn't know. I'm like, You all right, man? You all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and I tune up, and this and that, and we go to play, and we're playing, and all of a sudden, I look up, and I see people in the front row, and they all have their hands up like this. <laughs> And I look back, and right as I look back to look at him, he's going in front of me and hitting the, and hitting the crowd. Awesome. Yeah, it was fucking. Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I love that. It, it was awesome, and they and they rode him to the back, and uh, and then they brought him back up to the stage, <laughs> and and they put him back on, put him back down, and he came back down, and and uh, I said something to the crowd between the songs. You know, oh, thanks, man. That, you know, cool. that was my kid. And thanks for not his, dropping my kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was his first crowd ride, you know, and. And uh, um, he did it one more time a little later in the set. And then uh, he got, uh, uh, as we're leaving, we're walking through the crowd. It was real jammed. And uh, people are coming up to him. Oh, man, that was so cool. You know, and, That's cool. and his face was glowing. You know, he was just like. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you know that face he gets. He kind of has this like, like he doesn't want to smile. Yeah, like it's this weird, really it's this weird smile. This one guy gave him a band. He's like, oh, this is my band, man. He didn't give it to me. He gave it to Jack. I love and, it. Oh, that's great. Jack was just like fucking. He was on cloud nine. It was, it he was loved, fucking. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Shows. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember when he was really younger too. I don't remember where we were, but John's kid was there from New. That was the one in New England when they were dancing on yeah, the side of the I stage. Videos, and I think he must have been seven. Evan. Yeah, he looked like he was seizing. Yeah. He didn't like know how to like move to the music, yeah. you know. But Him and John's kid were both on the back of the his, arm, yeah, his arms are like this and shit. It's like fucking. It was they a little weird, but it looked awesome. It looked awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, on again on Heavy Hole, yeah, you, you mentioned that you were possibly working on a new project with Rich from Brutal Truth. Yes. Can you tell us what that is? Well, me and Rich Hoke and Richard Johnson, we got together. Oh, fuck. What was it? It was in, uh, it was in November. And uh, I miss playing with Rich, who's obviously from Brutal Truth. And I really wanted to uh, work on something new with him. Um, and uh, I think I put a post up, and Richard Johnson responded to it. And uh, uh, I don't know that rich that much, but we've met a couple times, and he's an awesome dude. And uh, uh, and he's been involved in Grind as well. Mm. But when we got together, we talked about doing something a little different, uh, something that was maybe a little more rocky, maybe a little more noisy. Mm. Um, so we free jam for a couple days one weekend. They came up and we recorded over two hours worth of uh, randomness, you know, not all in one bout. You know, we would like uh, come up with something. We were trying to do it all right on the spot. And uh, uh, I would start something and then maybe Rich would start something and then whatever. And we record for two minutes, three minutes. And uh, we got a shit ton of stuff and a lot of it was really cool. Um, and then when uh, we all went home, I started working on it, and I turned it all into what I always turn everything into, which is just what I do, mm. which is it wasn't a rock project. All of a sudden, it turned into grind, and it turned into aggressive, and it turned into this, 
I can't, I just have one, I guess I just have one route, you know, <laughs> which is kind of shitty uh, because I want to jam with those two. Um, uh, and when I sent them back a uh, an idea I had with some of the parts, it's, uh, uh, I know, I don't think those guys wanted to go that route, mm -hmm. which I totally understand. Um so I'm actually kind of bummed that I can't get out of this. I can't get out of a zone that I have, you know? I'll take one. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll do that uh, That new flavor, that session right there. <laughs> yeah, After the session, uh, too. Uh, uh. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so that is kind of on pause right now. Um. Uh, Rich Richard Johnson sent me uh, a couple of the demo tracks we did because he put a couple of them together uh, to kind of demo out some maybe rough songs that we might have had out of all that material and mm -hmm. and it didn't really uh, uh, we haven't really actually it didn't we haven't really worked on it any further so it's kind of uh, it's kind of just there right now we have a shit ton of material we just got to figure out what we're gonna do exactly. I don't know if I'm the one to arrange it because I know what I do and I'm kind of a one-trick pony with some of that shit. I'm good at joining a band and like peppering my flavor on it if they already have the vibe going. But as far as like trying to come up with something, uh, I've I haven't had very good luck over the past uh, I don't know ten years because I've had certain projects that I've talked with friends and stuff where i've demoed stuff myself and then sent them the demos and then it doesn't go anywhere you know uh which is fine whatever i mean i i i would never feel offended or whatever mm -hmm. it's just the shit that i fucking do who cares mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh but uh uh but yeah so that sorry i'm rambling but that might uh uh i'm hoping that both riches might figure something out with it mm -hmm. because I don't think I'm good at it. Does that make sense? <laughs> so you're saying you suck. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. See, you're my manager. <laughs> so you've played a bunch of festivals all around the world, right? You played 70,000 tons of metal cruise mm -hmm. or with, with uh, Napalm Death. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, what was your favorite festival as a musician, and would you go to any of those as a fan? Yeah, probably the ones that are in uh, uh, the fests that are in Europe, like um, Hellfest. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I played Hellfest a couple times. That was it was amazing. Um, played dynamo once which was uh uh a bucket list thing for me because dynamo was the one that i always heard about mm -hmm. when i first started playing that mm -hmm. that was the big metal festival in europe um uh obscene you played there right oh yeah i would play and go to that yeah. that obscene extreme is is probably my favorite because it's way more purse it's way more it's not like a hellfest where there's six stages mm -hmm. and there's fifty thousand people you know and 
10,000 are over there watching Cannibal Corpse and 20,000 are watching ZZ Top. Yeah. And it's like a, just a different vibe. Uh, obscene Extreme is, is everything's extreme. There's no bullshit and it's just fucking insane. And just like we talked about before with the people in Europe being amazing, mm -hmm. while well, the reception might be warm, like it, it's warm all around, like the people in the backstage, the security... There's not even really like security, you know, and like that's the thing with all of Europe. Like, if you go to festivals here in the states, you know, people can't wait to put security on every corner yeah, because yeah. they want to they want to catch people. And over there, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. They're letting people be people, and it's not that anyone's doing anything crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. everyone's just living and doing yeah. whatever. You know, and. uh Ah, I fuck, man. It's probably obscene extreme. Yeah, obscene extreme's got to be the best. Mm -hmm. I've had the best time every time I've played it. I I think I've played it maybe three times. A couple times with brutal and once with nuke. Yeah, That's I'd awesome. love I'd love to get blurring on that stage. Fuck, man. We would. I think we'd fit in over there. I don't know. I mean, we might be a little too black, but because they're a little more grind and obnoxious, but we grind. So I don't know. Yeah. We might fit in. You yeah, know. Yeah, I think so. It'd be nice. Fuck if they let us over there again. <laughs> I know. How was the cruise? Other, I know you said uh, playing with Napalm was like a bucket list. Thing. Oh, how was the cruise? Other than that? Oh, it was awesome. It man. was. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd never been on a cruise before. I'd always just kind of talk shit about them because it just seems like uh, yeah. you go on there and you just get fat and you're fucking <laughs> yeah, like a sit. prison almost. Yeah, like, and then you sit in a pool stuck. of weird yeah. liquid that everyone else is leaving yeah. in there, and it's like I was like, ah, oh, that's gross, kind of <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> when those guys asked me to play the tour and they said the first two shows were on 70,000 tons, uh, Brutal Truth had been asked to play 70,000 tons. And we turned it down a couple times because of uh, an issue that one of the guys in the band had. And I never, got, I never understood it. So I was losing my mind over it. I was like, come on, we can mm. go on this fucking boat. We can yeah. hang out. We can go to Jamaica and smoke some shitty weed. And fucking, <laughs> we can grind a couple times and just to hang out and eat, you know? Um, so when I played on there, it was, being on the boat was fine. It wasn't too crazy, you know? I mean, I did it once. I would do it again, but it doesn't matter if I did or not, you know, just because mm -hmm. I, I have a thing just with pools and mm -hmm. yeah we do too it's yeah weird. I, like just, public hot tubs no i don't nope. go, i don't go in them I, I don't even like going in pools with chlor chlorine and shit it's just it's it's creepy everyone's pissing and shitting in there and fucking <laughs> fuck that I don't, I, it's just not my thing it's exaggerated but aaron loves it but uh <laughs> it's my management aaron.com uh <laughs> i don't know what to say yeah that's good uh, <laughs> no but it, it, but yeah the the whole thing of it though it was uh it was great the the shows were good it was my first two shows with napalm did you so lose my, it, your job over yeah with traveling with napalm? no not napalm it was nuke yeah yeah uh uh so the first two shows on the boat were really fucking nerve-wracking you know like I was I was shaking in my shoes because I was like fuck I can't even believe I'm here with these fucking goons doing this you know and uh, and then uh, my buddy Dave Whitty and and Rob Barrett are out in the crowd right in front of me yelling fucking Burke what's up dude right right on the first set I'm like oh my god dude you guys cannot be there right now and, and hear all the fucking little things I don't hit you know 
being the one only guitar player you know i'm used to being in a band where there's two and then i'm used to knowing the material well <laughs> you know i learned it a couple you know within the couple months yeah. before playing yeah. which which how he learned it was what um what is his name and in, in napalm oh shane shane was sending him videos of him playing the riffs mm. and that's how eric learned it was just watching him do it and oh, he would wow. do it do it back and I, yeah. that's when that's when i was like who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, that's how you got to learn. I don't, know, I don't know how else to learn. And, and you learned it so quick, though. Like, you didn't get uh, asked to play on that Are you tour, kidding me? I was like, losing my mind for five weeks. Yeah. That was like the worst five weeks of my life. I was fucking living and dying uh, napalm. I had it in headphones all day at work. I go home and run through the set every fucking night. I was like, I was, I was losing it. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, we started gigging. And the shows were good. They weren't perfect by any means. Uh, uh, and then maybe 10 shows in, we did 33 shows, about maybe 10 shows in, uh, I really had it nice and comfortable. You know, so it was cool. And it's cool because some of the sets are online. Mm, nice. So I, I can at least, uh, like I think one of the shows is in Oakland where it was sold out, which is awesome because I was, cool. at, I was it. I was at a fucking. I was at my height of playing. Mm -hmm. You know, I could play it with my eyes closed. Nice. So it was fucking sweet. Yeah, cool. those guys are the most down to earth. Oh yeah, the Napalm guys are great. Too. Like yeah, because I, I met you in Cleveland. Yeah, I yeah. Think, and met them, and I was again like new to the metal scene, and I was like, why is everyone is so nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> metal dudes are just weird looking, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I know, but like, like. I don't know if you guys know that there's another world out there that has no clue what metal music is. Oh, yeah. And I come from that world. So yeah. when I heard it and like I'm experiencing all these different people too, I'm like, this is like, they make you feel so welcome. Mm -hmm. And they, and the Napon guys were like, metal so, dudes are cool. So nice. They just look weird, you know, and they wear black and <laughs> talk about <laughs> Satan. They're they're weird always, shirts. Yeah, they wear weird shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um so you talk about being a fan of r&b have you done any r&b yourself not yet no i feel like it's my life calling though you want oh, to? i feel like it's coming it is coming it some i i don't i don't have a lot of confidence uh in uh some of my uh, clean vocals, you know, like that Neil Diamond shit I do and stuff. What? Like, I'll are do you it. fucking kidding me? No, well, I'll do it. At, I'll do it. At, <laughs> I'll do it at karaoke. <laughs> but like, I've had a couple offers to do full sets of just doing it, and uh, uh, my nerves get the best of me. And it's not even that I've even attempted it yet. I just, uh, uh, I'm just a fucking pussy. <laughs> That's it. I, I, I feel like Aaron has something to say I here. I definitely have something to say. goes management. <laughs> Fired. He, he, he just recorded some Neil songs that he put on Facebook or whatever. And and when he, he didn't practice at all when he went into the studio to record those. It was more of like, here I am. I'm going to sing. And have fun and, and have do fun. whatever. And, it was fun. And I'd never seen song recordings of like what happens during it. And there was barely any editing that had to go on with that. It was like... Yeah, just a little bit. A little, little tiny bit, but you're like, oh. you know, the vocal magic, you know, where you're a little pitchy and they fix you. Maybe a few times. Yeah, but like, you, know. you didn't practice. 
you just went in there and you sang and then it's like oh here you go here's your four songs that you just sang it is so cool though i like it and then i was like i should get in there for celine oh fuck let's not get carried away <laughs> where's my backing track yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> really. you raise just, that up please we'll just, move, we'll just move this up and down i'll be pitch perfect <laughs> that would be sweet though you get a you get a pitch perfect celine yeah that would i be feel good. like you should do it yeah and then someone in the night nick and the nice guys will be asking me yeah again. yeah that'll be great no but anyways neil <laughs> and you there's there's it's, it's natural that's that's what's crazy to me as well like yeah you, you maybe eventually i don't know i got i gotta i gotta rehearse that's the thing is that i've uh uh i gotta get into, into a practice uh schedule because i'm just not disciplined with any of that shit you know like singing wise i don't care enough well, i guess it sounds like you don't have to right that stuff sounds that's great. the whole point yeah i don't know if it uh, all right let's play one of these songs and let the listeners hear what eric's being so modest about hello Again, hello. Just called to say hello. I couldn't sleep at all tonight, and I know it's late, but I couldn't wait. Hello, my friend, hello Just called to let you know I think about you every night When I'm here alone And you're there at home Hello Maybe it's been crazy And maybe I'm to blame When I put my heart above my head We've been through it all You love me just the same Hello, my friend, hello. 
just called to let you know I think about you every night And I know it's late But I couldn't wait Hello Do you have now, do you have any advice for 18-year-old Eric? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, good luck. <laughs> Keep your hood down. Don't be too big of a cunt. <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah, that's probably about it. Lon will get that. <laughs> You guys do have a massager that you got on Amazon. Oh. You're fucking right. We How do. is that treating you? That was a great drunk purchase. Uh, I actually like it. I haven't used it in a special area no. other than my back. And it feels good. Uh, let's redirect this question to you, Aaron. So, how... Uh, I mean, I'll show you the other purchase that we got that day. The wallet? The wallet. Oh, Nice. No fold, nice. Yeah, that's right. Look at that. I need one of those. It's not as interesting as the dilt or the it's a, it's <laughs> vibrator. A, a massage. Yeah, I forgot about the massager. It's pretty sweet though. It does feel good, kind of. <laughs> kind. Of. It feels on, good in my back. On I gotta, your long back. I got to ship it. Son of a bitch. She knows about my long back. She took that one. Uh-huh. She wrote that note down. Yeah. It does feel good on oh, my long back, leaving. though. It does feel good on my long back. Are you kidding me? That's what it's about. You got buns when you're young, and then it goes away. <laughs> Fucking sad. You had buns when you were young? I, I wish I had a pic, but I didn't have a phone with a pic, you know, a thing on it. I had a rotary dial. Did, did, you had a booty when you were younger? Yeah. You want to see a picture? Yeah, I do. No, I got because I don't, I don't believe you. And now we wear, can't fart. I used to wear tight ass jeans, babe. <laughs> tight ass jeans. So had, that gave you a booty. I had a tight ass, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. I will show you. How about our song? Yeah. Who? Our song. You've got the long back. I've got the high crack. Ooh. Ooh. See, Erin's got the high crack because she's got a good shelf going on back there. So she's got the high crack and I got the long back. So that's our little song that we sing. Ooh. Yeah, you know, a little, a little, yeah. I'm sure you guys are stoked. <laughs> No, don't delete that. Oh, it's not going anywhere. That, that goes right in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> we just got a, our sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Oh, Eric definitely She picked me up at the bug jar. <laughs> yeah, she's going to try and derail this real quick. Eric saw me from across the room. He was like, damn, that girl's so beautiful. I just have to introduce myself and impress her. And then it was just Bullshit. over from there. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, so I'll tell you the real truth. Because I'm old. I was sitting at the bug jar. It was a Friday. 
I was there with my best friend Chad and our friend Rayfield, and we were drinking, and we were there drinking. For you a while. have your like Neil Diamond voice on yeah, right now. I'm on, I'm on right now because this is dead yeah. serious. We are serious. Can you sing the answer? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting at the bar. And who's looking at me? God, please stop. Don't stop. It's a young, beautiful girl staring back at me. What the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I can't sing it. That's how I was looking at you. But I, yeah, it is. It was strange. <laughs> so I'm talking with these fucking goons, and I look over, and she's looking at me, which doesn't happen. <laughs> Girls don't look at me. Girls look at you. No, if they do, they don't do it when I'm looking back. They look away, and you didn't. <laughs> so let's, all right, let's put it that way. <laughs> so I look at you, and you looked at me, and your smile got bigger. Like, I caught you, and oh, you're like. Oh, that's cute. So she's looking at me. I was hammered. <laughs> See how this goes? Yeah. She's still hammered six years later. <laughs> this fucking chick. So actually, she, was, she wasn't hammered. She was good, though. And so we're hanging out there, and. I see her and she's smiling at me and I'm and then I look over to my buddies and I'm like, this fucking girl over there is just fucking smiling. What the fuck? And then all of a sudden she's with her girlfriend and her girlfriend's husband and the three of them start walking. All right, they get closer yeah, and closer. They were they were by the corner by where you walk into the band room, like where Bobby okay. T sits yep. always. Mm -hmm. And I was by the taps. Oh, so you were yeah, around kind of, the corner. Kind of around a minute. Yeah. And so I see them walking. I'm like, oh, fuck. What's gonna I, I could tell something's about to happen. They're coming over. And the three of them walk up, and, and I kind of turn around from the bar where I'm facing all of them, and they go, and, and, and the guy goes, and she's, me and her are kind of looking at each other, and the guy's like, oh, man, don't, don't I know you from somewhere? And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, No. <laughs> I oh, he was being a good wingman. Oh, he was he trying was. to he was trying to wing it in. And he even I thought he knew him. Like, he said I'm that to her. There, he's like, Oh, I know him. And yeah. I was like, Oh, let's I don't go know. Him. Oh, let's he go. was lying. He lied. he lied. And the thing is, is that if he if he wasn't lying, there's a good chance I didn't remember. So <laughs> <laughs> there's like I'm like I actually kind of felt bad because I was like, fuck, I could have met this dude when I had a couple beers. I don't fucking know. Mm. But I'm ninety nine percent sure I'd never met him before. And I go, dude, I don't fucking know you from a hole in the wall. And then I'm just kind of locking eyes with her, you know, because she's looking at me with a smile and I could kind of, I felt the vibe, what was happening, you know? So me and her kind of started talking or looking and, and then those two disappeared and then it was just me and her. Oh, I love it. And then she's like, can you come outside with me and make out? And I was like, oh. are you fucking serious? <laughs> I was like, I usually don't do that on the first date. You and she was like. No, please. Let me just. I Stop. I want to taste your tongue, and I was like, <laughs> I can't even believe you just said that to me. I'm so turned I on. I don't that. even have my ball shower cap on yet. <laughs> See, that's what I said. <laughs> All right, there was, there was this story's a little, no, a little different like, at the end. He was end, like, but. I gotta go. I gotta ride my bike down to the Crown. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, I don't. What's the Crown? And two, you have no. a bike. She thought I meant motorcycle. Yeah. And he's like, No, my bicycle. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> And he's like, how old Did are you? Did you jump on his pegs? No, I stayed back. I, I like, wish I had pegs. <laughs> that like, would have been sweet. 
He's like, how old do you think I am? And oh, I was this like, is great. 32. Really, I was like, oh, he's probably like 36. But I'll be polite. And yeah, so I was like, oh, you're 32. <laughs> I'm 25. He's like, I'm, f- I'm 40. And I like. <laughs> she threw up. <laughs> she threw up in her mouth. Yeah, and she threw up it. in her mouth. No. And then we made out and <laughs> no. I got a taste of it. <laughs> Gross. No, I didn't. We were. It was. It was. It was fun. And I told her I was 40. She got turned on, yeah. which was kind of strange. <laughs> I wasn't used to that. <laughs> What's really funny Uh-oh. is when Salako played at the Bug Jar, and I and I went with the same girl where the night, same night I met him was her husband's band was playing. It was like this punk rock band. And then we went up late. We had been hanging out a couple times. And we went up to the Bug Jar from Geneseo because his band was playing Salako. And... I was with a couple of my girlfriends, and I liked how the bug jar was separate from the band room, from where the bands were playing, and I was like playing pool because I'm a pro at pool, you know. Slacko <laughs> 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 so starts playing, and my friends like go in the other room. Oh yeah, this is great. And and Eric was singing in Slacko at the time, and I peeked my head around the corner and saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of scared right now. <laughs> Yeah, what she did wouldn't I get come, myself into. She yeah. wouldn't come in the room and watch us play. So my friend stayed in there, and I was like, "I can't do it. I can't." Do it. Here, son of <laughs> that. You were not proud of my medalist. I just needed to get like, you wanted me to dive right into metal. And yeah, I was like, dive into I it. Can't do that. So, but now I'm like right there, right near the big speaker. No, <laughs> no earplugs in the big speaker the one of the bug jars she went from lincoln park to salaka hey now like good that. job that is a good job nice work babe and i'm cheering you on and i'm you are good saying, yeah pedaling merch play so be you, you you are you are <laughs> i wrote a metal song like look at me you're keeping it real yeah yeah you are i i couldn't say it any better well maybe i could <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have two more questions. Uh-oh. And either one of you can answer the first question. Why is it called taking a shit when you're really leaving a shit? Uh, well, because I'm taking it out of my ass and I'm going to put it in the bowl. <laughs> you fucking take it. That just made it seem like like you're... Like you're taking Scooping it. Scooping it. Yeah, I'm delivering it. You're delivering a I'm loaf. delivering it. Hey, check this out. I'm going to take this out. <laughs> Look, I just took it out. But instead, I'm not putting it in my hand. We need video. I hate Oh, I'm sorry. That that was a way better answer than I was expecting. Are you seriously? There's no fucking way you dude, I'm gonna go fucking leave a shit. Dude, you don't say leave a shit, you say take it. Because you're taking it. You're taking it out. You're taking it somewhere? Eric's getting angry. I know. No, I'm not angry. I'm excited (laughs) about shitting. You're very very passionate. This is the most question that you've gotten the most passionate exactly. about. Exactly. Music is shit. <laughs> Shitting is everything. Taking a shit. Take it. Alright. How about your how about your opinion? What do you do with your shit, babe? I don't poop. <laughs> Alright. Roses and butterflies. That's, that's a whole other that's episode. That's, that's <laughs> I could talk after that look. Okay. Last, last question. That's that look we were that's just talking look, about. Yeah. Once I see that look and I, I go this way. Next question. Next question is, is it harder to write with a little hand or float <laughs> in concrete? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, shit. Oh, you should let Aaron answer. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it. 
Is it harder to write with a little hand or float in concrete? Have you ever written with a little uh, hand? It's not. It's this isn't an answer a question a, with a question. Do you have a little pencil to go with? Here your we hand? go. <laughs> this is what we got going on here. Because I th- I would say it's harder to float in concrete. Because if I have a little hand, I want a little pencil. <laughs> you're always floating in concrete. No, you're not. When it hardens, you're not floating anymore. You're, you're stuck. You're stuck, and it hurts. I you're bet. floating. It hurts. Probably. Everything's tightening on you. What was the other answer? A little hand with a little pencil. Well, I made the little pencil part up, but. <laughs> it's fucking. That's. Uh. Yep. I would, I would rather write with a little hand because they make little pencils. Well, you get the little pencil at the at the mini golf. You do <laughs> get the little pencil at the mini golf. Yeah, there you those, go. Those are for little hands. Yep. Midget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, those, Midget. Pe- those pencils are hard to write with big hands. That's going to be You know, they are why hard to write with big they hands. Ha- why don't they have bigger pencils for those? Because you don't need that much pencil for one 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 round. Because little people are golfing all the time, I guess. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> that works. So they need those little pencils. You know, if maybe that's why I want to golf so bad is because little people are at the fucking golf courses. All right, this is all. I'm starting to really realize my life goal here. No. What is your life goal? I don't to know. Golf. golf with midgets. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of. I don't know. I didn't know it was that actually. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, what's your answer? I don't even know what I'm answering. Float in concrete or write with a little hand. Oh, I'd rather write with a little hand. <laughs> because they make little pencils. That's not the reason. It doesn't, yep. it doesn't mention a big pencil with a little hand. If, it, if the question was, would you rather write with a little hand and a big pencil or float in concrete? My, my question doesn't even involve a pencil. It's just you write with a little hand. Who knows what I'm writing with? Maybe I'm writing with the piece of poop that I took. <laughs> out of my butt because I took a poop and then I'm picking it up with my little hand and then I'm going to write with it. So it could be a poop. It doesn't need to be a pencil. <laughs> right, babe? No, I hate you so much. I think I just did a lot of peas in here. Cheers. Peas. Oh, my beer's Cheers. empty. Oh, oh, my beer's empty too. Uh, We're all empty. That's is, fucking lame. This is bubkis. This is bubkis. You good? I'm good. I'm good. You good? You good? What are you guys, good? We're good. You good? I learned a lot. You didn't learn shit. That's all that matters. <laughs> you didn't learn shit. <laughs> I, you know what? One thing we learned is that all this popcorn is going to go in your garbage. <laughs> all that stale ten chocolate bucks. popcorn. Yeah, 10 bucks. <laughs> 10 bucks of this dog shit is going to go in your garbage. Sounded so good. Uh, we, share, we shared it. That's all right. Million sold it to us. Okay. Yeah, million's cool. Million. I need that name. What a name. It is sweet. I wonder where his mom came up with it. <laughs> what do you think his mom's name I is? Think, I think life goals. <laughs> yeah, really, life goals. I think his mom felt so rich at when she was when I found out she was pregnant. She was like, "I'm naming this kid Million." You think that's it? I she, think that's profound. It. She was named that's Thousand. Deep. I think that's Thousand. It. Yeah. I was, I was trying to. I, that, no, that's funny. I was trying to think of what her name was too. I was like Century. <laughs> I don't know. Thousands bigger though. Century makes no sense. Like I don't know. I was just looking for a number. You're right. It doesn't. Century's not even a number. No, you, a century's not a number. No, it's a year. 
And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) There's more beer, right? Yes. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yes, of course. You're both awesome. We love love you, too. too. Thank you very much. Anytime you're on a party, when when you're ready to double date, let's do it. They're never going to want to do this again. They're never going to talk to us again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cut. Out. (laughs) Get the fuck out. All right. We're back. Post interview, mm-hmm. sober. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was, it was great. Um, learned a lot of interesting tidbits, mm-hmm. and we got to play really awesome music. We did, yeah, lots of great music. But wait, there's more. There is more. <laughs> so right out of the right out of the gate, one of our first questions to Eric was about New Salako. Mm-hmm. We knew they were in the studio. We knew they were in the mixing process. And we have just been like patiently waiting for mm-hmm. new Salako. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to the show, you know we are huge fans of the guys in Salako. We yep. love the music. Um, and between the time we asked that question and right now, we got our grimy little fingers. Fingers. On new Salako. Yep. So there's five tracks on here and it was really hard to pick one because they're all great. Yes. And they have a really great lineup now with Brian back in and the addition of Jason. It's just phenomenal. Yep. It's so good. It is. Um, so thank you so much to Eric and the rest of the guys in Salako for sharing yes. it with us. And we are debuting for you. Cut up till next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be, don't an, be ass- an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and hold on to your little pencil. One more